Welcome to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprapu from Silicon Valley, California. From coast to coast, let the wisdom begin so you can become a winner. Here are your hosts, Keith and Vijay. Welcome to the Winning Combo Marketing and Sales Success Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Washoe, here in Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, alongside my co-host, Vijay Damajaprapu from Silicon Valley. Today, we'll be speaking with a very experienced and articulate guest with Jim Roberts here in North Carolina. Now, Jim Roberts has worked in entrepreneur development for 20 years covering Charlotte, Asheville, Durham, and Wilmington. Jim started the UNC Wilmington CIE as founding executive director, restarted the Coastal Connect startup and Capital Conference. He also started the Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington, Wilmington Angels for Local Entrepreneurs, and led expansion of Bunker Labs into Wilmington. Jim also has his own podcast called Three Sips of Advice. Jim serves on several state committees for North Carolina NCID, NC Tech Association, and One Million Cups. Wow, that is a lot. Jim does a lot, so it's an honor to have him on the show. Jim, how are you? And fun fact, what was your first big concert? I'm very good. Thank you for having me on the show. And as I think back, it has to be Elton John. So we lived in a suburb of st louis missouri but we lived on the illinois side in centralia illinois and the city of st louis had a big annual concert and my dad took me to see elton john when i was really young uh had to be fifth grade at at the at the latest so that has to be my first actual concert Wow, nothing like going to a big Elton John concert as your first show and having the bar set high. I'm still standing. Yeah, okay, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing. Most people are like, oh, I saw like some beat-rated artist. You saw one of the best artists of all time for your first show. Congratulations. Well, thank you again for being here. And let's not forget our Winning Combo podcast co-host in Silicon Valley. It's VJ. VJ, how are you today? And how is California looking? Doing wonderful, my friend. And California is uh, trying to, I mean, yeah, trying to, we are trying to stay, stay safe over here with the unusual heat wave and lots of forest fire, which is unusual, but uh, yeah, trying to stay safe here. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I moved from California for, for a few years ago, and I know it's tough. You not only the heat waves, you got fires, you got pandemic, you even have, I heard, blackouts of energy, blackouts. So hang in there, VJ, and hang in there, California. Well, let's get started. This is showtime. It's our 30th Winning Combo podcast, and we are bringing Jim Roberts to you all to cover three power segments. First, Jim will lead off with a top quote to help all of you listeners gain wisdom very quickly that you can apply to your life. Secondly, Jim will share a personal story, something that you can learn from, whether it's his past winning or mistakes that you could utilize for your career. And then lastly, Jim will close with one key marketing or sales best practice that you could take away to apply to your life for professional and personal growth. Is that good for you, Jim? Are you ready to go? Ready to rock and roll, sir. All right. Well, let's kick it off. It is the power quote segment. So Jim, we're excited. I'll hear about your quote, what it means to you and what do you think it means for the listeners? So I think the quote is, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. You really 
have to be proactive in your community. When I was living in the city of Charlotte uh, in the year 1999 and 2000, there really wasn't a tech entrepreneurship ecosystem. You know, we were promoting ourselves as the the new city of the of the South of the New South, and there were no dot coms happening. So. Um, I was a salesman, much like you at Keith at the time, and I was selling websites and none of my dot-com prospects had any money. And so they weren't signing the web design deal for the design firm that I was working for. And I just became part of the solution. So I said to myself, how can I help these companies get funded? And of course, if I help them with that introduction to the investor and it works out, then of course they're going to do a web design contract with me who helped just help them get the money. And so that's how I started my first entrepreneur support organization and ecosystem in the city of Charlotte. So I simply had an event that had everyone they needed to meet in one place. And we had a speaker and you had investors there, you had lawyers and accountants, you had big companies there and you had the media there to cover it. And that's really how I got into entrepreneur development and starting uh, entrepreneur support organizations and entrepreneur ecosystems in the Southeast. Wow, Jim, I love that. Starting off with a great quote, be part of the solution, not part of the problem. It reminds me, Jim, of that quote, lead, follow, or get out of the way. And what I really appreciate about this quote that's also you turned into a story, Jim, is it showed how you went above and beyond your web sales job at that time to think outside the box and how can I add more value to my prospects and future clients? And you created and were pro- proactive to create something special for them to add more value and then ultimately won relationships over because of your goodwill. I think that's an amazing quote, an amazing story, Jim. Thank you for that. Um, so question, after that experience for you, did you stay in sales or did this really almost lead to a career change for you? Or how do you explain that part? Well, it turned out that they really weren't interested in web design at all. Um, I had started to make a name for myself in, in being the, the go-to guy for entrepreneurship in Charlotte. You know, they're, in many cities, they're, no one wants to deal with the startups because no one, no one wants to spend that political capital in case in case the startup dies. You know, you don't want to be the the guy who introduced the startup to the investor, the investor writes the check, and then the the startup dies and they lose their money. No one wants to be that guy. So no one wants to do it. So I was the guy who was stubborn enough to kind of stick with it, and I became the go-to person. Unfortunately, in Charlotte, you know, we had the 9-11, you had the dot-com crash and you had 9-11 and all the support for all these events that I was doing kind of went away. And so um, that's how I got recruited to Asheville to, to <laughs> they actually called me up one day and said, we love what you're doing in Charlotte, but we know you're not making any money. Um, so how would you like a paycheck where we pay you on a regular basis as a salary to come and do this in, in Asheville? And so um, about a, I got a call about two days after I had made the decision to shut down my organization. And here came this call saying, we want to hire you to do what you were doing. I hadn't told anybody yet, except for my wife at the time. 
and uh, and that's how I got to Asheville. So uh, they really weren't interested to answer your question. I kind of got out of sales, even though that I was now selling my own sponsorships. Uh, but I became kind of the startup guy, you know, the the networker, the connector to the resources that startups needed. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I love uh, that how you're being creative and smart and proactive led to a new career and a new opportunity just by you getting out there and getting things done and adding value. I love how, yeah, you are a connector and that's important in life. There's special people with special charisms and that's yours, Jim, is being a connector for sure. So VJ, what say you? Any questions or thoughts for Jim on his quote or some of these stories he's been sharing? Yeah, I love the quote that you shared, Jim. So you are either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Wow. So that's a very insightful and ins uh, inspirational quote. It actually reminds me of uh, an incident or, or an episode that happened in our community late last year here in Fremont, uh, which is in the East Bay of uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. And there was an initiative that was floated by the city, which if implemented was going to hurt our immediate neighborhood. And until then, I was fairly passive. But somehow, I mean, something got triggered in me where I said, hey, you know what, this is it. I mean, I'm not going to be passive uh, and be uh, watching what's going to happen, potentially happen as a negative, uh, that's going to be a negative effect for my community. So I actually slowly shifted over to becoming part of the solution and rallied the neighborhood community folks as well as started participating in the city center meetings, raising our voices, doing surveys, doing social media campaigns. And eventually that initiative uh, was uh, essentially the recommendation from the city was they heard our community problems and the noise that we're making loud and clear and they steered the solution to an entirely different, uh, uh, they took a different angle, which when implemented would reduce the impact on neighborhoods, right? So that story uh, actually encapsulate what you just mentioned over there, Jim, which is you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. Bottom line, be proactive, get out there and figure out a solution with the community. And from your stories that you shared, clearly that's got multiple benefits and it's, it's a testament to, hey, take actions and you never know how that's going to shape up in a different uh, fruitful activity for your business or career. Well, I think it's the motto of any change agent. If you see a problem in your community and no visible leader is taking on that that's already an established leader, then there's a vacuum of leadership and you have a chance to make a name for yourself. And, and up until that point, I had really struggled to make a name for myself in Charlotte. And, uh, and within a year, I was named one of the, the 40 most influential people under the age of 40 in the city of Charlotte. Uh, and it was all because of really making that decision to be the, to be part of the solution. That's a great testament. And that's a good uh, reminder for all our listeners on be part of the solution. And it's just a matter of time events you put in that effort. It's just a matter of time where you be part of the solution, bring about impact to your community.
Yes, thank you, Jim, for that uh, not only great quote, but you also put in some great stories with real life experiences. So thank you for that. All right, let's shift on to the second segment of the show. This is the power story. Now Jim will share an even bigger probably story about something he's learned in his life that we could pass on to you to help you with your career and learn from his success or failure. Jim, what story would you like to share with the listeners and what do you think it teaches? So I think I think I'm going to stick in the same kind of ballpark as as the the previous quote, but don't be don't be concerned about being a contrarian. Um, you know, when I was living in the city of Charlotte, it was everything was such a booster of making Charlotte look rosy and shiny in the city of the New South. And here was this big problem that no one was addressing. And because I was willing to point out this gap in the economy of what's really going to happen after the banking community in Charlotte, you know, you had Hugh McCall as the the new kind of leader of, of Charlotte and the banks and Nations Bank, and they acquired Bank of America and suddenly Charlotte had become the second biggest city in America for banking behind New York City because they had been acquiring all these other banks. But what was behind that? Um, You know, if you're going to have a real city, it has to have an energy. And we all know kind of the, the, the joke about bankers hours that, you know, it's nine to four and at five o'clock they all go home. And suddenly the, the, the downtown of Charlotte had really, there was a vacuum where nothing was happening, you know, five o'clock past five o'clock. And so you don't have to be, you don't have to go with the flow. I didn't make a name for myself in the city of Charlotte until I was much more of a contrarian to say, hold on a minute. There's no venture capital here. There's no dot coms here. There are no events for startups here. Where, if you want to be the next Atlanta, Atlanta is doing all these things. If you want to be um, a powerful economic city that's healthy to the future, where are the future companies going to grow from? And so I would say don't be afraid to be a contrarian, but also know that there are consequences to being a contrarian, meaning that you're going to upset some of these people that are in charge. You know, they've set the rules, so they're in charge. And if you kind of go against their grain, if you do things that point out some problems in their theories, they're not going to support you. And they're, you know, you may need their support to be financially financially sustainable as an organization. But I didn't worry about that. I should have. But uh, so if you're going to be a contrarian, just know that there are consequences in your reputation and in your financial sustainability for your organization. Well, thank you for sharing that story, Jim, and for being open and honest and vulnerable too about the not only what you've learned, but the, some of the risk and rewards to standing out, standing up for what you believe in and pointing out things that could be improved. And it's okay for, to rock the apple cart if it's for the greater good. And that feels like that's kind of what you've done. And reminds me of that quote, Jim, uh, be the change that you want to see in the world. And in order to do that, sometimes we have to stand out on a rooftop and, 
and uh, wave the flag uh, to help affect change. So thank you for that. Jim, is there anything um, from that story, from that life experience that has made you uh, a better person and you maybe do things the same or differently at all? Or how, how have you learned from that and how, how has it changed you at all that would be helpful for the listeners to know? I'm still a contrarian. Um, I, I still, you know, I, I've gone from Charlotte to Asheville. Asheville is very much kind of a hippy-dippy, you know, um, uh, area that, you know, it's it's kind of a type B personality, meaning they're very laid back. And what I didn't really understand was that's the way they want it. And that's the why, that's why they live in Asheville is because it is a quality of place for laid back people. And I was recruited there to create a startup ecosystem. And that needs type A's that are going from, you know, six in the morning until nine o'clock at night. Um, and you have to go, go, go. You know, it's some people now call it hustle porn, you know, where uh, a Gary V is telling you, you got to go, go, go. And, you know, you'll rest when you're dead kind of thing. Um, but that's, that is the startup culture because if your day ends at five o'clock Eastern time and you have that beer and you're shutting down the laptop, there are people calling prospects on the West coast and investors on the West coast, and they're going to get that deal, uh, because they're hustling and just knowing your surroundings where I'm pushing people to be something they're not if they're type B personalities and I'm trying to build an economy and I know there has to be a certain percentage of type A's that are pushing, 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 then that's going to upset some people. So um, you have to know your environment even before you go there. Um, you know, Wilmington's the same way. There are people that live at the beach because they want to be near the ocean and they want that lifestyle. So, you know, can you find a tribe of the type A go-getters that are going to change the economy? And um, luckily, over the last seven years, there are an, you know there's been a change in Wilmington where we were just named one of the top 100 emerging ecosystems in the world, and we weren't even on the radar in our own state. You know, uh, Wilmington is the eighth largest city in North Carolina, the 245th biggest city in America. And we were not on anyone's radar as being a top ecosystem in America, much less in North Carolina, and much less on a global scale. But here's this ranking due to companies like Encino, companies like Untapped, a company like PlayerSpace. And, you know, we've now built the fourth best, best density of startups in North Carolina. So there's been a lot of work done since I was hired in Wilmington in 2013 all the way to becoming really a top 90, nine zero um, ecosystem in the world. Congratulations. And I'm very happy to hear that. I love Wilmington. It's on my bucket list where I plan to move someday. So thank you for making it great. <laughs> so BJ, BJ, what say you? Any questions or thoughts for Jim? Yeah, uh, that, that's a great piece of uh, advice and insights that you shared there, Jim. Uh, I loved the aspect where you talked about, hey, uh, you coined the term or you mentioned the term hustle pawn, which, which is so big and needed, especially during these COVID days that us pretty much the entire world is going through, right? Trying to figure out, hey, yes, the salespeople that are 
some of our core audience and listeners for this podcast, they have a very challenging job on their hand, literally, right? It's all about, hey, how do I reach out? How do I cold call? Or how do I reach out to my accounts and figure out their needs and then correctly position the offer that I have without coming across as being, quote unquote, too salesy? So I think the hustle mindset is needed, but at the same time, how do you balance and tone it down just enough so that you're keeping your audience and stakeholders uh, needs in mind, right? So something that I noticed in your background and profile, Jim, is you've done a series of business development roles. So just curious, uh, what are the parallels that you've seen uh, when you're doing and leading business development for the various initiatives and how did that come across or translate to the community initiatives? And what is your advice for all the sales based up audience folks that are listening to this podcast? So I'll go back to Gary V. Gary V wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And I had a theory from the very day that I started sales is what if I can deliver three pieces of valuable information for my prospects that has come up in conversation that I can deliver to my prospects. And after the third content delivery that I've done for them, then I ask for what I need from them. You know, so here, Keith knows that I'm a voracious reader. So I read, I read when you guys are sleeping, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning every day and I wish I didn't. I wish I could sleep till eight, but I can't. So I use from four to 9 a.m. to read. I read articles. I read voraciously. I read every startup website that I can find. I read all the major newspapers uh, that have good business sections. And I cut and paste and I send articles to my prospects, to my entrepreneurs. So by the, you know, if I send someone three articles that they have basically asked for, hey, I'm looking for information on this, this, and this. I'm the guy that's going to deliver that. But after that third time, I'm going to say, hey, we've been talking about the sponsorship now for three months. Uh, I've delivered you some value on this other thing you asked for. Can you come on board as a sponsor? And that, is, that has worked for me. Um, it, it's a little bit longer of a process. Um, you know, our friend Larry Long talks about uh, the difference between contact and contract is the R in the relationship in the contract. Um, and I, I've lived that for the last 20 years of, of doing business development. Wow, that, that's a great piece of advice right there, right? So which is about uh, deliver value, yeah, two, three, four times, and then you've earned the permission to ask right. for a deal or a business development opportunity, right? So that, that's a great piece of advice for all the sales, biz dev, and for that matter, even the marketing folks out there. So thank you for sharing that, Jim. You're welcome. Awesome. What a great show. Thank you, Jim. So we are now moving on to the third part of the podcast. This is the closing takeaway. This is an opportunity for Jim to share with all you listeners out there today, a best practice, something that you can implement to your life right away that could lead to a better career and a better personal development. So Jim, we're very interested to know what is a best practice that you try to live by or try to implement on a daily basis or something that you'd like to recommend to, to the audience? Well, I saw it today. There's a, a meme called the Daily Sales Meme, and you can find it on Facebook and LinkedIn. And today, the, the meme was 80% um, of winning is just showing up. 
I'm not sure if I agree with 80%, but I certainly think that 50% of winning is showing up because every time you show up, it shows a validation. It shows your consistency. It can shows your, your persistence and people appreciate that. Um, you're not going to make a sale on the first time you go to a million cups, an event for, for startups. But if you're there five weeks in a row, you know, you're going to start being known as one of the regulars. And I would just ask, you know, I, again, I'm a, I'm a big Irish personality with German stubbornness. So I'm there all the time. There was a guy in Charlotte, a sales guy, who wrote a book in, his, in many books. His name is Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'll, he was he put on so many sales events in Charlotte. And the one thing that I always remember that he said was, if there's 100 butts there, your butt better be there too. And I will never, ever forget that silly quote. But it's very true. And Keith, you know, if there's a startup event in North Carolina, you're going to see me there. And that's how I built my connections over the last 20 years is simply being what I hope to be the most reliable person in the room, uh, that you're going to know that I'm there. You know that I deliver value. You know that I'm a voracious reader, so I'm going to have some information. I'm going to know about the events around the state. I'm going to know about opportunities for grants like NCIDEA or an awards event like the North Carolina Technology Association. And I'm going to know those deadlines, and I'm going to know the people at those organizations that you have to know. And so um, that's that's what I would say is 50 to 80 percent of winning is simply being the, the person that's there early and often. Wow, I love it. What a great way to pick on the power three best practice early and often showing up. Just be there. I love it. Half the battle is just showing up. I remember reading that, Jim, in a couple of my success books and personal development books and in college. And I've always liked that quote because, you know, half the winning the battle is just just being in the ring and giving your chance an opportunity to to fight the good fight. Cause if you don't show up, you'll never have a chance, right? Like Wayne Gretzky would always say, the only bad shot I took was the one I didn't take, yep. even though he was, even though he was the best passer in the, in the right. ice skating rink. Right. And, um, and so I really, really appreciate that. Um, and it's also Jim, as you know, when you show up for events, it's just showing up. You never know who you're going to meet. It's there's a, there's, there's divine appointments that happen just by showing up and putting in the effort. And so thank you for sharing that and sharing it so succinctly. Uh, so question for you on that, Jim, um, in terms of basically be present, be often and early to rise, early to bed and all this stuff about just showing up, what, what else comes to mind that you'd like to share to our listeners around this spirit that they can maybe something tangible that they can put into practice starting today that you think would make a big difference in their life? Anything else come to mind? Well, I mean, another thing is, when you don't feel like going to that event at five o'clock, six o'clock, and you feel like going home, if you just make that effort, you miraculous things happen. I'll never forget. I was not feeling well. And this, I was thirty years old, downtown Charlotte. Uh, there was a brand new opening that the Chamber of Commerce was promoting, and everyone's got to be there. And I just didn't feel very good. I wasn't like contagious sick. I just just wasn't feeling well. And I stuck through it and I'll be damned if I didn't meet Hugh McCall. And Hugh McCall again was with the hardest meeting to get in Charlotte. And it was a 
brand new building for Bank of America. It wasn't their headquarters building, but it was a brand new building across the street. And I had never met Hugh McCall. And oddly enough, a few years later, I went to work, had this crazy job, and it was delivering furniture. It was kind of a side hustle for a, a woman who, uh, who had hired me for something else, and she needed some help. And it turns out her best friend's, her husband's best friend was Hugh McCall. And he was going on the Appalachian Trail for this famous seven-day hike, and he needed some information. And she asked me, because she knew I was web-savvy, hey, can you put this information together, and they will hand it to Hugh, and it'll all be nice. Some guy we know found this information for you. Well, it turns out that uh, they invited me to go deliver this information to his house. So here I am in the most powerful man, you know, in, in Charlotte, probably in North Carolina. Um, and I'm, you know, delivering. <laughs> I got all dressed up on a Sunday. I'm sure I look like an FBI agent because I was in a, it was 90 degrees in the summer. I'm wearing a full black suit, you know, tie. And I get over there and he would just come off a run. So he's in his running shorts, running shoes. And, um, you know, it's just a great story. And I got to spend an hour with him, you know, telling him my career and such. And if I, if I had not kind of rallied that day, uh, this great lifelong experience and great story that I tell a couple times a year would have never happened. And so sometimes you just got to rally, buck up, and, uh, and, and get to work when you're not feeling well. And miraculous things happen when you make the extra effort. Ah, oh, Jim, thank you for that additional color. That was very inspiring. Reminds me of that 80s quote, be there or be square. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Maybe the 60s. I'm not sure that was the oh, 80s. Yeah. Really I don't know. <laughs> All right, BJ, what say you? Any questions or thoughts for Jim on that? Yeah, a lot of thoughts and questions running my mind. And I'm just trying to say which is the most apt for Jim as well as for the listeners right now. I, I think you mentioned a very important point, Jim, which is 80% of winning is just showing up. And a lot of times, especially in sales or even business development, there's this mindset of, hey, why should I show up? Uh, but the real winners are people who will do anything and everything to just create the discipline and happy to just show up. It doesn't matter. Yes, your mind and your emotions might be pushing you and saying, you know what? I just want to laze around or I don't feel like going for that meeting or taking this meeting or taking the phone call, but it's just creating that habit and discipline. So that's a wonderful way to close out and and the key best practice that you shared there. So it's, it's all about being consistent and being persistent. And by the way, I love the way you uh personified your personality, if you will, which is a combination of Irish personality with German persistence if i got that right so that, yeah. that's a great way to share that so thank you once again for that jim sure you're welcome all right this has been an amazing podcast thank you jim for making our 30th so special we had a great quote personal story now best practice so now we like to go into the concluding summary of the show and here we're going to do a helpful recap for all you listeners on some key points worth learning and applying today so we'll have bj lead off I'll share a few things if BJ missed anything or anything else like to add color, and then we'll give Jim the final word. So BJ, would you like to do a little concluding summary for our, our listeners today? 
Yep. So as always, the top three takeaways for the listeners today from Jim Roberts is I mean, number one, the first takeaway being you are either part of the solution or part of the problem. So figure out which side you're on and it, it's a logical choice if, and it's in your best interest if you are part of the solution. So that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway is it actually encapsulates uh, that the book which uh, Gary Vee wrote, which was Jab, Jab, Jab and Right Hook. So think about how we are delivering value, especially in your sales uh, routine or sales cycle. Think about how you're delivering value two, three, four times. Then you have earned the right to ask for a deal. So that's the second takeaway. And the third takeaway is just show up, just be consistent and discipline, right? So it's all about being there and just showing up and you never know how things will play out. Thank you, VJ. And I also just wanted to thank Jim for sharing today as part of his quote of be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Um, as you talked about how Jim, I liked how you were very proactive and creative in your job at the time, doing web sales to just go out there and add more value. And because of that, you were adding to the solution that made a whole career pivot change happen. I really appreciate that. And also your encouragement that it's okay to stand out, to be a contrarian. And in essence, it's okay to rock the apple cart if it's for the greater good and it's gonna make a good difference. So it reminds you of that quote, be the change you wanna see in the world by Gandhi. And also I love Jim, how you called out the difference between a contact and a contract is the R in relationships and how important that is. So thank you and uh, again for the inspirational message and conclusion about 80% of, of your success just showing up. Just to tell people to be early, be consistent and you, let divine appointments turn into new things like you experienced in Charlotte, which was wonderful. So Jim, you get the final word. Anything else you'd like to say or anything we missed that you think you'd like our listeners to uh, learn today? Well, uh, if I can plug your own event, uh, you're having the Startup Summit coming soon. Uh, we invite everyone to also plug into Three Sips of Advice, which is my 10-minute video podcast. I'm also starting a new business called Robo Octo, where I'll be doing uh, entrepreneur development ecosystem consulting. So any cities out there that are looking to build your ecosystem and make it stronger, I'll be starting some public speaking and uh, consulting very soon. Thank you, Jim, and for all you do. And thank you for being part of the Winning Combo podcast. Really is an honor and joy to have you here. Where can someone learn more about you, Jim, if they wanted to look you up? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a website called 91omg.biz, which is all uh, the startup news about Wilmington. And uh, I have a Twitter account. R-E-D-S-P-I-R-E-U-S-N-C, Red Spire, U-S-N-C on Twitter. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Jim Roberts. It's great to have you on the show. And there you have it, listeners. Thank you all for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo. We hope you enjoyed this 30th episode and it's helpful to your career. Thank you once again, uh, Jim Roberts. Uh, truly great advice and practical, more importantly, practical advice and insights for all our listeners. So thank you once again for a great show here. And to all our listeners, once again, thank you and stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, keep learning and keep winning. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damochaprabhu from Silicon Valley, California. Stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for free content and the latest podcast episodes to help you be a winner.